Welcome back to Esker on Air. Today's episode is about managing organizational change. So change management, what that means, what the need is, how can we manage the people side of change? Oftentimes we focus on the technical implementation of a solution, whether it's a software solution, an HR solution, really anything that disrupts that status quo. A lot of the time we focus on the nuts and bolts of that rather than the actual change process and the effects it takes on people's psyche and people's work. To help guide this conversation, we're bringing on CCMP certified change management expert, Frank Cook. Uh, Frank is product owner of Partner Implementations here at Esker and helps uh, customers manage change and set expectations every day. So Frank, thanks for being on with us today and and talking about this uh, pretty important topic. My pleasure, thanks for having me. Uh, Change management can be a complex topic to address, so I'm happy to walk through some questions or comments or anything that we have today. Well, yeah, I guess let's start there. Can you share a little bit more about this topic and, and why it can be so important? Yeah, it's a great question. And really, change can be hard. Change doesn't have to be hard, but it can be. And and that's just due to human nature. Everybody takes change in a different way. And one of the main things to remember when we're looking at change management is we're not looking so much at the technical solution or the software we're using, the infrastructure, the architecture, anything like that. We're really focused in on people and how do we get people to adopt or adapt to this new uh, solution that we're using, this new framework, this new paradigm. And oftentimes when we look at technical implementations, we get so wrapped up in the technical process of getting the integrations right and getting the process to be correct and getting the buttons in the right order and everything that we really forget about the people side of change. And we forget to take into account that we're we're working with human beings. At the end of the day, they're the ones that are having to change their daily process. They're the ones that are changing you know, the way that they're interacting or, the, or really the entire way that their job could be being done. Well, a lot of people have been doing things the same way for years. I mean, we're all guilty of this. We can have uh, the mentality that if it isn't broke, don't fix it. Uh, How do you work with folks and get them to adopt a new solution? Well, Scott, earlier you mentioned the status quo and the status quo is great as long as nothing in the equation changes. And in in working with different businesses and, and talking to different people and in the industry, there's a, a generally accepted equation for the status quo. And that is time, people, technology, and process. All of those things kind of come together to make the status quo. So, you know, time, is it the same year as it was yesteryear? No, it's not. That has moved. Uh, Process, is this still the exact steps that we have to take? Is compliance still the same? Technology, you know, things have come a long way since the Commodore 64s and and the computers of yesteryear. You know, no longer is my laptop, uh, you know, needing a a backpack battery basically to, to last more than an hour or something. And then people, are are we working with the same people in the office? Are the vendors the same? Are the vendor contacts the same? Are the, the suppliers the same? Do we have the same people submitting orders? Is a framework for that the same, et cetera? If all of this remains the same 
Okay, so it's take take time out of the equation, but are we working with the same people? Is the technology the same? And is the process the same? If all of those remain the same and you are truly doing the absolute pinnacle of everything, then don't change anything. But as soon as one thing changes, as soon as there's a new solution, a new piece of technology, a new framework, a new vendor, a new supplier, a new person placing orders, something like that, we need to reevaluate the status quo and say, what needs to change in order for us to stay at that pinnacle? So just reality of it is that as time makes the world and everything evolve, you know, we need to adapt to that. You know, look at everything that's happened over the last year. Places had to change overnight. You know, restaurants had to change businesses, uh, invoicing automation, uh, order automation, all that had to happen overnight, which is all changing that status quo. So in order to adapt to that, you know, the process is different than it was a year ago. Why are we still using the same process, the same tools, things like that, that we were using a year ago and expecting everything to be just kind of hunky-dory the same. Well, what what would you say, what are some different methods or tools we can use to make sure change is successful uh, really at any organization? Yeah, absolutely. So the two biggest tools that I can kind of recommend is communication and ownership. And you know, every time anybody talks about anything, they always say, oh, communication is key. Communication is key. But they never really define or give examples of communication. Or if they do, they're a little bit, you know, in the weeds, if you will. So communication, Let, let's think about just weather, for instance, right? Nobody likes to be uncomfortable. And if you only talk to the weather guy or only get the weather report once a year and you got the weather report yesterday, now, yesterday in Wisconsin, it was it was 80 degrees, it was sunny, it was nice outside. So I'm going to say, I'm going to go outside in shorts and a t-shirt. And then I get outside and it's winter, it's negative 10 degrees and there's two feet of snow. I'm going to be pretty unhappy that nobody came back and said, hey, you know, it's not summer anymore, it's winter. If If the last thing that I had heard communicated to me was dress for summer, it's a nice day outside, and I get outside and I'm blindsided by it. I'm going to be upset. So instead, communicate with the folks at your organization that things are changing. Things are going to be different. It's going to be a process that we are moving forward with. You know, we're using this new tool. This is why we're using this new tool. Give them an avenue to ask questions, to open up that dialogue, that two-way conversation between the, the end user and the project team or kind of have an avenue for that communication to happen. The other thing is ownership. Ownership is is huge and it it works in tandem with communication. So they are synergistic with each other and nobody wants to be part of something that fails. Nobody wants to be part of something that is is just so so. They want to say, "Hey, look at this great thing that I built or look at this great thing that I helped do. So by looking at some of these people that may be a little bit more resistant to change, those are the folks that you want to get involved in the project team. Those are the folks that you want to get involved in helping design and help build the system because they're the ones that are going to turn around and they're going to be your champions then of that change. They're going to be the champions of the new system. And 
I've seen it happen time and time again that when communication and ownership are used properly, they're extremely powerful tools to help an organization become very nimble and very uh, open to change and kind of create that culture of what's next? How can we do better? How can we do better? Because they see the quick wins, they see you know all the different things that they're able to do by continuous evolution inside their organization. Well, you know, let's let's talk about the process. I think you already touched on this a little bit, but you know, we know why we change. We we want to be the best. We want to stay the best. We want to get even better than we are. So, how do we actually go about changing? Yeah. So, regardless of why you're changing, right? If you're changing for ROI, if you're changing to stay competitive, if you're changing because your company is now three times the size it was, or you know you have three times the volume, or my favorite, if you're changing for compliance, right? right you don't really have a choice when compliance comes out. But there's there's a pretty simple process for change, and the the first step of that change process is identifying the change. So what actually are we changing? Who's involved in that change? How much are we changing? Are we, you know, throwing out the entire process and starting from scratch? Or are there nuggets or are there pieces of that that are going to be familiar that, you know, the the people are going to be able to hold on to? It takes a specific type of person to say, I'm up for anything and truly actually be up for anything where change is involved. And, and that happens maybe five to 10% of the time. Most people will say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm open to change. And then they still look at it and say, okay, but, but where's that familiar ground? Where's my comfortable place? And then you have the, the people that are just flat out honest and say, no, I don't want to change. I know what I'm doing today. The devil is in the details. And I, I would rather stay with the devil I know than, than think about going to somewhere else. It could be better because I know what I don't like about this one and I know the process. So identifying that scope of the change and, and being honest in the communication out and, and being transparent and saying, this is what's changing. This is what's staying the same, right? Because there's going to be something that stays the same. And here's how you get in touch with me to talk through it. After we've identified and scoped that out, then it comes to planning the change. How long is it going to take to change the organization? How are we going to change? Are we going to change department by department? Are we going to change, you know, vendor or or customer by customer by vendor? Or are we going to do it big bang? Are we doing it by subsidiary? You know, how are we going to do that? What else do we need to consider here? Is there retraining that needs to happen? Is there new equipment or is there new technology, new programs that need to be done at the same time? But making sure that we sync up kind of all of those different moving pieces together and have a plan. And and again, in the plan step, because we're dealing with people, keep them involved in that. Let them know, hey guys, this is the plan. The dates might change, but this is what we're we're shooting for. This is our overall kind of agenda, if you will. Then once we have that, then it's just following the steps, checking off the boxes as you go through. So yes, we have done the initial communication. We've done the lunch and learns. We have, you know, done this, done this, done this, et cetera, but actually making the change happen. And, and this is the hardest part because it, it can be at an individual level to go through and help people adopt to that new system. 
after that, it, it's making it stick. And this is the part that in 95% of organizations that run change management, this is a part that gets dropped because it's not because they don't want to do it, but because they've moved on to something else. And the make it stick is coming back at regular intervals. You know, I, I usually use the one, three, six, 12 interval, one month, three months, six months, 12 months. If you want to put it on years, one year, three years, six years, et cetera, but a regularly repeated interval that you can say, Hey guys, look where we were one month ago, three months ago, six months ago. Now look at where we are today. Look at how much better we're doing today. Look at how much better you are doing, the company is doing, the department is doing, et cetera. But really highlighting those wins to help reinforce that this change is worth it. The change is good. You are doing good. Um, and, and really, that's one of the keys to helping people maintain the change and not backslide into that really comfortable zone. And the initial follow-ups are more important than the later follow-ups. You know, if you come back 10 years later and say, look where we were 10 years ago, you know, it's like two slides in a company presentation, but people really want to see that the change, all the hard work that they're putting in to go through training, to learn the new system really is making a difference. So I think, uh, I think when people hear change management, uh, I think people often think of project management. So what would you describe? What is the difference between the two? Yeah. And, and this is a, this is a, common misconception that project management and change management, number one, mean the same thing, or number two, need the same team. And they are related, uh, but they are not the same thing. So project management, your typical project management, and in my experience, project management focuses heavily on the project. So technology, solutions, infrastructure, making sure that the system is ready to go. So do we have a working system? Is the ERP ready to roll out? Can we pass all of our test scripts? Do we have, you know, connection, all of that stuff. It's, it's very much on the project. What did we sign a statement of work for? Is that done and complete? That's what project management is looking at. The solutions, the budgets, things like that. Change management while the solution or the project is part of change management and integrated to make sure that things line up correctly, change management is about people. The focus is on changing behaviors or you know, managing expectations within your user group about what does tomorrow look like with your job? Like what does tomorrow look like in totality? So when we're looking at timing of them, change management and project management work closely to make sure that the project, the technical solution is done at the same time that the uh, that the people are ready to change, that they're trained, they're engaged, they're, they have the right tools, and they're ready to go for that change. You, you know, the, the saying of strike while the iron's hot. I don't want to have people ready for the change and then say, oh yeah, give us like six months and we'll have the solution ready for you. Like we're running behind on that because that, that gives some, it does some different things to the, the people's psyche of saying, Oh, well, this solution is really complex or, well, don't I get a say in it? 
And the same thing is true if you have the project done way before people are ready for the change. They say, well, I didn't even know we were changing or it would have been nice to be involved in that. So instead, that's where I go back to the communication and ownership. And it plays in exactly here between the project management and change management is you need to let people know that change is coming, that you're working on the project, but you need to have a team that's dedicated to helping people change helping make sure that they have their concerns heard, that you're answering their questions, that the training is happening and that they're ready for that technical change or that solution change when that project is ready to be rolled out. That that should happen within you know a, a couple weeks of each other, that people are ready for the change, they see the purpose, they're amped up, they're excited to use the new system and that new system is ready to go. Uh, let's get specific for a second. Um, at Esker, how do you exactly help customers with change management? So we have a we have a, a bunch of tools at our disposal that we can use at Esker to help with change. So one of the main ones is change management assistance. We have a change management toolkit that walks through the different tools or the different documents that you need, the different timeframes etc. to walk through, this is what you need to make sure that you are doing in the background for change management to be successful. We need to make sure that, you know, you have a kickoff with your business users, with your end users to say, hey, something is changing. We need to make sure that we're communicating it out to them. We need to make sure that we are having lunch and learns and we have scripts for it. The first one, this is what you want to show them. At the second one, this is what you want to show them, et cetera. But kind of that change management toolkit, and it also has an integrated project plan with change management tasks in there to show this is kind of totality what you're looking at. And they are separate, that there is a, a section for project and there is a separate section for change management. One of the other tools we have is process assessment and consulting. So we can sit down with any customer at the beginning of a project or, or kind of in that initialization phase and say, let's walk through your process of today. Okay, now let's also walk through your dream process of tomorrow. Like, what do you want tomorrow to look like? And we can draw parallels and say, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this. We can do this. This one might need some development, but we can do all these things. And we can also bring to the table the you know numerous customers that we've implemented in years of use of the system to say, yeah, we've seen this request before. Why? Because we haven't seen customers actually implement it. Uh, so we can do that assessment and consulting on the process to make sure that at the end of the day, they have a solution that works for them that is going to be able to adapt and evolve with their users and is set up for that change management to happen on a continuous basis. And then the last thing is lean advisement. So we can sit down and we can say, you know, uh, myself, I'm a Six Sigma black belt, but we can sit down and say, hey guys, this is, this is redundant in your process, or this is, you know, a, an area that we might want to revisit because there's potential for waste at this step or this step isn't necessary. But again, that's coming from the place where we've worked with a bunch of customers and we kind of know what works and doesn't work. So we have different tools and, you know, there, there are other things that we can help with that I haven't explicitly called out here, but if you need help with change management, let us know at the beginning and we can help you 
however you need help with that change on your side. Great. Yeah. I mean, so we've covered a lot here today, but I think it's clear that there's an abundance of benefits for adopting change management and, and really learning how to let go of some of those old ways and, and embracing the new. Um, so Frank, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today and, and breaking all of that down for us. Uh, Thank you again to our listeners for joining us. If you're looking for more information on digital transformation in your business processes, you can always find us at esker.com. Uh, in the meantime, uh, stay safe, everyone, and we will see you next time.